0: Thank you, Ian, for uh, leading us. Our reading this morning is coming from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm reading from verse 11. 2 Corinthians 5 and reading from verse 11. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. And therefore all died. And he died for all. And those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, On Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favour I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favour. Now Is the time of salvation. Okay, so we've been thinking that God is doing a a new thing, and uh, of course, uh, new year, new thing. And uh, we uh, we launched we launched our text for the new year last week, and we do want you to learn this text. Although we're just kind of messing about, we do want you to try and memorize this text. Uh, so that you carry it with you and you can bring it to mind and you can remind yourself and you can, you, you can give that text to other people. You can, you can quote it to people and there may be situations that you find yourself in where this text are just the right words to bring s- to somebody and you've got it there in your mind. So do try and, uh, try and learn this uh, new, this uh, text video. And of course we, we're celebrating the fact that God is doing a new thing. Uh, God is always about doing new things. He's always doing something new. And uh, we we said, to embrace a new thing, this is what we did last week, to embrace a new thing that God is doing, we said we've got to change our focus, you know, forget forget the, the things, of the forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. We said you've got to clarify your focus, see, uh, I am doing a new thing, and you've got to uh, concentrate your focus. God is doing a new thing, uh, he's making uh, a way in the desert and streams in the wastelands and uh, we're carrying on with this idea uh, that yesterday is uh, tomorrow is a and today God is doing a new thing okay we're carrying on with this kind of uh, idea that God is doing a new thing because uh, <clears throat> it is a new year and uh, God is about doing new things and we're looking at this passage but this time we're saying god is doing a new thing in you god is wanting to do a new thing in you god is wanting to do a new thing and this is the passage that we're looking at this morning therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation uh, the old has gone the new has come so we're thinking about uh, ourselves as a as a new creation that God wants to create something new inside you and me. Uh, God wants to do something new in your life. So are you ready this morning for God to be doing something new in your life? Uh, you weren't expecting that were you? you were coming to church thinking well, uh, you know, we'll sing a few songs, we'll have a passage, but we're not really expecting uh, God to actually do something in our lives. Well, tell I'll tell you God wants to do something new in your life today. God wants to do something new in your life today. And again we've got three steps. Step one to embracing the new thing that God is doing to you is letting go of the past. Letting go of the past. Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in is in Christ, his new creation, the old is gone. Well that's true, isn't it? That the past is gone, hasn't it? It's, it's behind us, isn't it? Uh, the past is no longer with us. The past is something that we look back at. The past is something that we think about. But according to Paul, the past has gone. Letting go of the past. Embracing the new thing that God is doing will involve letting go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. No, no, we won't go there. No, we won't go there. But you get the idea. Letting go of the past. But the problem is, if I'm a new creation, why do I feel like I'm still my old self? Do you ever think that? Why do I feel that I'm still my old self? If, if God is doing something new in us, if we are a new creation, why do we still feel the same? Um, you know, sometimes people talk as if, as, as if when, when we accept Christ... Uh, we suddenly change automatically into a, a new person that God wants us to be. And everything disappears, all, our, all all those bad things about us, all the wrong things that we did, in an instant. It would be lovely if it was like that, wouldn't it? Uh, if, if God just completely transformed us on the spot and, and, and completely made us into the person that he wants us to be. Uh, but the reality is it doesn't happen quite like that. Uh, The reason why we still feel like our old self is there there is still part of our old self within us. Because the truth is we're not great at letting go. Um, We tend to kind of cling and and hang on to things. Uh, But God is in the business of changing. Have you noticed that? When God meets with people, when people encounter, he changes them. Sometimes he changes people to such an extent that they have to change the name. Think of Paul on the Damascus Road. He was Saul on the Damascus Road. And when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, such was the transformation that Saul was no longer Saul, that he became Paul. Same thing happened to Simon. Uh, Simon. Uh, Jesus said, you're now going to be called Peter and on this rock I'm going to build my church. Jesus transformed and changed people to the extent that some people felt they had to change the name. And God wants to do a similar thing with you and a similar thing with me. He makes everything change. Real change is about letting go. Real change is about letting go. It's a letting go of who we were uh, before we encountered Christ. The person that we were before we encountered Christ, we have to let go of. Um, Real changes. you know, are you holding on to the past? Do you hold on to the past? Maybe you liked your old self to a certain extent. Uh, Maybe the things about yourself. Uh, Maybe your old self wasn't so terrible. Perhaps it was quite a nice, you were comfortable with your old self. And you don't really want God to change you too much. Um, Or, is the past holding on to you? Has has the past got such a, a grip on you that you feel that you can't let go? Uh, the thing about the past is is that you know there's some fantastic happen, things that happened in the past, but there may be some not so fantastic things that happened in the past that still have a grip on us, that still hold on to us, that we can't quite let go of, uh, that are still part of who we are today. Is the past holding on to you? Real change starts with a new life, not just a new leaf. It's not just about turning over a new leaf and making small changes. Real change, uh, being this new creation, means a total transformation. It means that we are a new person. We're no longer the person that we used to be when we are in Christ. We are a new person. We are a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, therefore, whenever we see therefore, we have to ask, what is therefore? That's right. And therefore means... Because of what's gone before. So we look at what Paul said before. For Christ's love compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all. And therefore all died. And he died for all. And that those who live should no longer live for themselves. You see we no longer live like we used to live for ourselves. But for him who died for them. And was raised again. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Why? Why? Because we're not the same person. We are a new creation in Jesus Christ. We don't live how we used to live. We don't think how we used to live. We don't view other people how we used to view them. Because now we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You might not feel that difference. Because this new creation, as I said, doesn't happen overnight. It is an ongoing process. God continually changes and it doesn't matter whether you're 17 or 77, God's not finished with you. He's still wanting to work. You are. You and I are a working process. We're not the finished article. There are still things in me and still things in you that God wants to change and transform to make us into the people that he wants us to be. Jesus calls it being born again. You know in that passage when he's having that conversation with Nicodemus, he says you need to be born again. Uh, we, we shy away from using that term nowadays because of the connotations when people think of born again. They think of kind of crazy Christians uh, who are, who are, are a radical or, or perhaps not as nice as, as they ought to be. But, but Jesus does talk about being born again as in a, a new life. And we do become a new person. It's important that we understand that when he says uh, you are a new creation, God is in the business of creation. In creation, he created something out of nothing. And in us, he's making us into new people, into Christ-like people. Jesus calls it being born again. It's never too late for a new beginning in your life. However old you are, it is never too late to be born again. Evidence of a true conversion of a changed heart, a changed mind, a changed desire, a changed desire. You're a new creation in Christ. So God changes our hearts. He makes our hearts a lot softer to Him and to other people. He changes our minds, the way that we think, and He changes our desires because we are a new creation. We are born again. So step one in embracing the new thing that God is doing in you is letting go of the past. And maybe you're here this morning, and you know. The things that you haven't let go of that you should have done. The things in the past that are important, we can learn from the past. Past experiences are good that we can be used in the present and in the future, but there are certain things about our old self that we do need to let go of. Certain uh, ways of behaviour, speaking, thinking and uh, desires. The things that we need to let go of. Letting go of the past is the first step in embracing the new thing that God wants to do In your life and my life The second step to embracing the new thing that God is doing in your life Is living in the presence, Leaving the past behind And living in the present Paul says therefore if anyone is in Christ He is a new creation The old is gone The new has come It's here, it's now It's happening This new thing that God is wanting to do in your life It's not next week, it's not next month, it's next year It's now God is here today and he wants to change you today. He'll continue to change you, but that change, wants, he wants it to happen now, in this present moment. Goodbye old, hello new. Goodbye old, hello new, is what we need to be constantly saying. I tell you, now is the time of God's favour. Now is the day of salvation. Now. Now is. Today. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today. In the present. Are you living in the present? Or is part of you still living in the past? Don't cry over the past. It's gone. Don't stress about the future. It hasn't arrived. Live in the present and make it beautiful. So step two to embracing the new thing that God is doing is living in the present. Uh, Bill Johnson says this, I try to live in such a way that nothing gets bigger than my awareness of God's presence on my life. Quite like that, that whatever's happening in our life, nothing is bigger than God's presence on my life. People who live in the past tend to be unhappy. People who live in the future tend to be anxious. Present living is happiness. I'm not sure that's completely right, but I think you get the gist of what the person is trying to say. You see, we can have too much past in the past. We might have guilt, we might have regrets, we might have grievances, we might have sadness, we might have bitterness, we might have non-forgiveness. We can have too much of the future. We can be anxious, we can be uh, tense, we can be stressed, we can be worried, we can have all sorts of fears about the future. Yesterday is the past, tomorrow is the future, but today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. You've probably heard the joke that uh, the past, the present and the future walked into a bar. It was tense. So step two in embracing the new thing that God is doing is living in the present. We've got to make sure that we're actually living in the present, that we're not living so much in the past that we're not really present and we're not so anxious about the future that we're so present. I've got three chairs. I'm use three chairs I'm sorry. Relax. Okay. That's chair number one. chair number two what a kind man this is chair number three and I'm the chair man. <laughs> ok so this chair here this first chair here it represents the past ok this second chair here it represents the present Here, it represents the future. Okay? So, this is the past. It's gone, but it's the past. We've all got a past. You've got a past. I've got a past. The church's got a past. Everybody's got a past. But it is gone. It's behind us. Okay? The problem with the past is that it kind of of sneaks into the present, really, with us. We can be in the present, but we can still have an eye in the past. We can be in the present but we've got to keep looking at the past and thinking, I can remember this can remember that and I can't quite let it go. And
1: we can be in the present but we can
0: someone look look at the future. We're not in the future, we're in the we're present. But we can have a line in the future and we're thinking about the future and I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that, I'm not sure how this is going to turn. I'm not sure how that's going to turn. I'm actually in the present. my I in the future and full of anxiety? About in the future without Christ. There are you know the songs of the song? Remember that song where we say that Forever God is faithful, forever God is with us. How long does it last Forever. God is with us forever, that means He's with us in the future. We don't just about the future because God is there with us. It's guaranteed. We are sure of a future with God. We can enjoy that in the present. We don't have to wait for the future. To enjoy it. God was with us in the past. He was faithful. We can celebrate all the great things that God did in the past. There's good things in the past, but there's also difficult things in the past that do try to cling and hang on to us. And try it stop us being present in the present. Now, where are we? you sitting on? Are you sitting in the past? Living in the past? Is a better place to be than in the present? You would rather have the past and the present you've got now. Or are you living in the future? What are you thinking? I hope the future's gonna be better than the present and the past because it's awful at the moment, it's horrendous, and I'm hoping for a better future. Well let me tell you, let me tell you, you're not in the future because the future's not happened yet. You're not in the past because the past has gone. We're all in this chair, we're in the present. Your chair is not going to be that label by my, hand, but I believe me, you're in the present, you're here, now. Just check yourself, you're out of here, are not you? You're in this room now, we're here, we're all in the present, we live in the present. Now, the funny thing about this chair, this the present, is, is, is this is today. That's yesterday, and that's tomorrow. The past, the present, the future We've got to live in the present Because the past is behind us Let's say that, the past is Behind us The future is Ahead of us us. But the present is The present is always with us And so is the presence of God The presence of God is always with us God was with us in the past We might have always been aware of it Sometimes we look at the past And it's only in hindsight that we recognise God We can guarantee absolutely that we have a future in Christ Jesus. If you are a new creation, you are in Christ today and you will be in Christ tomorrow. Guaranteed, certain, absolutely sure. So the past is, the future is, the present is, and so is God. God is with us. So step 2 in embracing the new thing that God is doing is living in the present. Is living in the recognition that God is with you in the present and is making you and me into a new creation. He's doing a new thing in our lives. He's transforming the past. He's giving us hope for the future. And then step 3 to embracing new thing that God is doing is longing for the future. I know some of you are longing. Uh, for a better future. Some of you maybe are longing for a better future. And really, I'm talking about hope, but I wanted a word that began with, because I want three words that begin with L. It's a strange preacher thing. But you know what I mean. It's kind of a longing and a hoping, uh, for the future. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new if anyone is in Christ, and we are, if you, if you've made a commitment to Jesus Christ, you are in Christ. And Christ is in you. You are a new creation. In Christ, we have a new creation. Christ is our identity. That's where we find our identity. We find our identity in Jesus Christ. And he gives us a new identity. We're Christians. We're brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord. Who do you think you are? Well, lots of people will tell you who you think you are. The strange thing is, we're not who we think we are, are we? We're not who we think we are. We think all sorts of things about ourselves. And we're not who other people think we are. Other people think, have all sorts of ideas about who we are. The only person who really knows who we are is God the Father. Because He created us. He knows us completely. He knows us, He knows us from the moment we were conceived to the moment we go to be with Him. We find our identity in Christ, Not in, in in ourselves, not in other what other people say about us. And so many people, they form their identity rather than by the people around them, trying to please the people around them or trying to uh, uh, be like people around them. And we find our true identity within Christ. And in Christ, we are redeemed, we're forgiven, we're God's children, we're citizens of heaven, we're co-heirs with Christ, we're ambassadors, we're reconciled to God, we're a branch of the true realm, we're more than conquerors, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit... Uh, and all those things with Christ, with God's workmanship. You're more than the choices that you made in the past. You are more than the sum of your past mistakes. You are more than the problems you create because you have been remade in Jesus Christ. You and I are a new creation. In Christ Jesus. Here's some of the things that the scripture says. It says you're beautiful. You're unique. You're loved. You're special. You're created for a purpose. You're cared for. You're lovely. You're precious. You're important. You're forgiven. You are a new creation. You're protected. Empowered. Chosen family. You are mine. This is what God says about you. Who you are in Christ Jesus. You are all those things and so much more. And maybe you've been told a different story. Maybe you've been told that you're not beautiful, you're ugly. Maybe that you've been told that you're not unique, you're the same as everybody else. Maybe you've been told that you're not special. Maybe that you're told that you have no purpose. Maybe you've been told that nobody cares for you, that you're not lovely. Maybe you've been told that you're not precious, that you're not important, that you won't be forgiven, that there's nothing new about you, that you're not protected, that you're not empowered, that you weren't chosen, that you've got no family, and that you belong to nobody. And God says that's rubbish because you're mine. And you are all those things in Christ Jesus. If you know who you are in Christ, it won't matter so much what other people think about you. If you're constantly worried about what everybody else thinks about you, it's because you're not confident of who you are in Christ Jesus. If you're constantly worrying, such and such a person said this, such and such a person said that about you, and you take it on board and you allow that to shape and form you, you're being made into something that God doesn't want you to be made into. This is God's word for my life. This is the place and this is the time today. I am a new creation in Christ. I am God's very own and I know he has a purpose for my life. God has a purpose for your life in Christ Jesus. So step three to embracing the new thing that God is doing in you is longing for a future with God. Longing for a future in Christ. Longing for a future that is guaranteed. Doesn't mean that it'll be a future without trouble. Doesn't mean it'll be a future without problems. Doesn't mean it will be a future without heartache. But it does mean it'll be a future that God is there with you in all those things, in all those situations. It's absolutely guaranteed if you are in Christ. You are a new creation. You are never too old, says C.S. Lewis, to set another goal or to dream a new dream. You see, you and I thought we were too old, didn't we? We thought we were past it. We thought everything was behind us. We thought we were in that chair and that was going to hold us. And then we suddenly realised we were in the present and we had a future in Jesus Christ. You are a new creation. And we need to celebrate it. We need to recognise it. We need to recognise it in each other. We need to encourage each other and lift each other up and look at the new thing that God is doing in each other's lives and celebrate it and rejoice it and encourage it and allow it to happen, allow God to be alive and doing that new thing in each other's lives. So step three to embrace this new thing is longing for the future in Christ Jesus. Longing, and we long for that, don't we? So the first thing was letting go of the past. We've got to let it go. The second thing was living in the present, recognizing the moment, being real and alive in the here and now. And the third thing was, in embracing this new thing, is longing for that future with Jesus Christ.